Everyone and their mom has a podcast, and that's us. It's Toxic Shock. Duh. We're back. Episode 13. This is it, Erica. I know. Woo. <laughs> we'll never see each other again after this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just winging it this time. This is Celebrity Hour now. Now, because there's so much going on. I know. In the Hollywood I, world. I just thought it was so funny how um, Zach Braff and Florence Pugh uh, broke up. We all knew this. So why did we all knew this, though? Uh, there has been speculation that they broke up because they would always be on each other's stories or, like, posting each other. And then, uh, I think, like, a month or so ago, she was seen out with some friends and it looked, like, kind of, like, flirty with one of, like, her good friends. And she's like, that's none of your guys' business and blah, blah, blah. And, like... How long were they together? A couple years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we all, we all yeah. knew. I think yeah. it's because, like, she's just, like, so growing still so much in her it's career. True. And I, it's just weird. He's, like, 20-something years older than her, I think. Wow, that's a big difference. I think he's, like, 23 years older than her. I feel like relationships don't last in Hollywood, though. No, yeah. It's never. very rare. Yeah. It's, like, either somebody uses somebody else for their status. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, at Pete Davis and Kim Kardashian. Yeah, we all knew that was going to happen. We all, like, okay... Everybody fucking knew that, dude. And like when I heard people like, they're so cute, they're gonna have babies together. I, uh, they barely know each other, and I think it was all PR stunt. Dude. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely a PR stunt. Yeah. But did you hear that supposedly Pete Davidson is seeking mental health like help because he's supposedly super depressed? He asked Kim Kardashian to marry him. <gasps> really? Well, he asked everyone to marry him. Yeah, that's his thing. Well, look what happened with him and Ariana Grande. Like he was about to kill himself, and then like like, like this emo dude. Yeah. Well, he was. Just, well, he has. I think he has like bipolar disorder or something like yeah. that. But yeah. like this, is, like he gets too intense. Right. And it's like, I'm wait, who broke up with who? So I'm assuming she did, right? Well, she got scared. She's like, oh shit! Like he's he wants to marry me, and I'm not ready for that. So I think we should cool it down. Oh, maybe. You know? Yeah. And they were all talking babies. I think there was like a, an interview about like, oh yeah, I want to have kids or something like that. I don't know. Or maybe Kanye put a hit out on him and he's like, you better back the fuck off. <laughs> right. But then Kanye also posted something on him, like uh, burying him or something. He made a music video where he buried like a fake version of Pete Davidson. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. That's funny. And he called him Skeet. Like, oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Skeet. <laughs> That's so ghetto, though, to call somebody that. Like, yeah. Skeet. Oh, my God. But we all knew that was like, that ain't shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even, know. I, what even was that? Yeah. That was so weird. I know. They didn't even make a good, like, couple or anything. I just thought it was just awkward. Like, yeah. Like, maybe she, he was just, like, you know, following her around like a little puppy. Yeah. You know? You know what's fucked up, though? Like, every guy that comes out of the Kardashian family, like, either it being, like, Tristan Thompson or um, the other ba- black bas- basketball player. What's his name? I don't remember. Well, never one of them. All Lamar? Lamar Odom, yeah. yeah. And uh, even Kanye West. Like, they all, they're, they're all fucked up now. Yeah. You know, like, poor Travis Barker. I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't know. Well, he already got, like, a tube up his butt, basically. Oh, wait, yeah. Wasn't um wasn't he in the hospital, like, right after they got married? Like That's right. Like, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was... Something happened to him. But I, don't, I don't know what yeah. that... But he seems fine. I'm, like, I follow them still. They're yeah. still going hot, I guess. Yeah. Like, they've been po- yeah, they've been posting a lot about each other. You know, last, though? Probably not, yeah. to be honest. I think this is just a phase. I think so, too. Uh, well, aren't they also trying to have a kid? I don't know if that's... Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I heard uh, some rumors like that. 
that's also a very weird couple to me. Right. I don't know. I mean, good luck to you, but I think Travis just like put. I think we talked about it. Like he just puts his personality on whoever's there. And True. Then Courtney, I feel like she doesn't know who she is and just absorbs all that. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. She's, She's like, like, okay, I'll just be whoever you project me to be. Because all of a sudden she's like this punk walker. It's like, like since when? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like a valley girl from Calabasas. Like, yeah, get out of here. With Pungwakis. However, yeah, but to prove my point, like every guy within the Kardashian crew, uh-huh. they all end up like fucked up. Yeah. I mean, look at Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. You know, she, she, he, he, she, she, she turned into a Kardashian basically. Yeah. You know, well, she also tried to have her show, her reality show, which I watched a little bit of like oh. back in the day when she first transitioned. Caitlyn. Caitlyn. Yeah. Kate. Um, I don't know. That family's all kinds of fucked up. And then True. they basically ostracized their brother. Like no one even hears about Rob anymore. Like, I know. Everyone forgets about him. I think he was just sick of it. He's like, fuck it. I don't want to be part of this Fam- weird yeah. family thing. That's Everything's so just a PR stunt. Definitely. Super photo edited and whatnot. I know. Speaking of celebrity situations, dude, Anna Hayes. I know. What the fuck? Wasn't she like high or something and she crashed? Like, they found like fentanyl in her system. <gasps> really? Like, cocaine, like all types of different types so, of meds. Do you think she like took a bump off of cocaine and was laced with fentanyl that she didn't know? And then like... Well, I think she she was taking fentanyl for like medical reasons, like separately. Oh, okay. But she was also using like mm-hmm. drugs, I believe, from what I've read. Uh-huh. I could be wrong, but she was intoxicated. Yeah. She had a bunch of shit. I don't know if you've seen this crazy TikTok video, though. What? There's this TikTok video of, like, I don't know what the fuck took this, because the view of this video is, like, from, like, somebody, like, being, like, somewhere, like, in a sky-high building. That's the only way they could take that video. So uh-huh. they took a video of, like, the gurney coming out of all the rubbish. Oh, wait, yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I saw the video of someone's, like, door camera when the car, like... Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, car zooms by and you just hear the crash. Yeah, because didn't she crash into someone's place? Like, yeah, she crashed into a house. Yeah. So that was a suicide mission. Because even though you're intoxicated, yeah. there's like a, a certain percent of you that's there still, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's still somewhat coherent. I don't, I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, yeah, if she, maybe she really had to get somewhere. Maybe she just wasn't thinking about it. She's just like, whatever. Like, you know, I mean, you're drugged out. You're yeah. just like, whatever. I don't know. What a sad story, though. Yeah, that is very sad. Because do you remember her in any memorable movies? Uh, I just remember her in uh, that one show, Ellen. You know, yeah. Ellen's first t- like, TV show? And that was her first like love, right? Ellen, when she came out as a lesbian? Yeah, I right. think so. And it was Anne Hage. Yeah. Dude. And then she was in that one movie with Harrison Ford when they're on like a deserted island. I don't know. It was like 40 Days Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else she was in. I forget. So sad. I saw this video from a, a TikTok from Rosie O'Donnell. Uh-huh. And she was like, I'm remembering Anne Hayes today, my friend. And she just went on this little like rant about um, how fame is basically a, gl- a glittery disaster. Yep. You know? And it's just so sad because the reason why I asked that, if you remember her from any memorable movies, yeah, 
I don't think nobody really does, you know? Like, she's a familiar face, but right. you don't know what she's really right. known for. It's not like she's Angelina Jolie, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was part of her depression, too. Yeah. You know? If not most of it, because... I mean, being a struggling actress at a certain age, you know, yeah. trying to be like relevant, Yeah, you know, maybe this world isn't for you. Like this whole TikTok social media fucking world, you know? Right. Like, Do you think she was like struggling with money? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, if she's not really getting any work. Right. Dang. I'm sure it was a lot, you know? Yeah. And she has two sons too. Are they like... Adults? They're older, yeah. Oh, okay. Like in their thirties or so, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's sad. Very sad. Rest in peace, Anne Yeah. Anywho, um, but but yeah, that TikTok video, the one I saw, going back to it, uh, she so it's like her coming out of the they're pulling out a gurney and all of a sudden she she has like a sheet over her. You can't mm-hmm. see the body. Uh-huh. But then all of a sudden, like she comes out like that. <gasps> like she she um she leans her front body forward uh-huh. and she raises her arms like she's asking for help while she's on the gurney. Right. And you can see all of her burns. <gasps> oh, isn't that crazy? So I don't know if that was just like a reaction her body had or if it was something that, or if she was still there because apparently she was a vegetable, right? Yeah. She was yeah. brain dead. That's what the, so in the act of dying, like the process of dying, um, you, before you do die, you have like a burst of energy. I forgot what the term oh, is. Shit. Yeah. I saw all my grandma died. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause she was like, you know, opening her eyes and talking, but it's like, oh, that's wow. normal with everyone in the process of dying. So that might be one last, like, jolt. I never knew that. Uh-huh. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So wow, it's like you're saying like a last goodbye. In a way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, oh, it's just wow. like one burst of energy, and then you're like dead. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah. Speaking of deaths, um, not to be super grim, but I I am for a second. I spoke to you about this crazy suicide uh, over in Griffith Park. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I sent you the article. Yeah. You know, and it just like kind of hit me in a weird way because I don't live that far from Griffith Park, and um. To me, you know, like a, a nature walk is very peaceful, very healing, you know, right. for like everybody, you yeah. know. Um, but to find out that where I like to walk and like to take fresh air, like somebody like took their life away in a really gruesome way. I know. Like it just hits me in a different way. You know, it's like, like the article said that a body was, she committed suicide by hanging herself on a tree. Mm-hmm. But she also lit herself on fire, yeah. which that was like, whoa. Like, that's like what? a next level. Next level, dude. Yeah. You know, and that's when I was telling you, like, how does she, how does she do it? And when she, that's a mission too. Like when I, when I hear of that, like a woman burning in a tree being hanged, it reminds me of like the Salem witch trials or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, like, that, sure. that's the automatically what I'm like, no way. Like no way. And I doubt someone would kill themselves like that. That's like very like like worst death burning to death. Oh, for sure. Or maybe yeah. maybe someone killed her. Maybe it was a seance. Maybe, maybe. Something's, something's going on like a cult. I don't Perhaps. know. It is LA. <laughs> it is LA. Exactly. And Griffith Park too. Yeah. But yeah, even though I had like peaceful walks there and stuff, there was always like an eerie vibe of that park. Yeah. There's so many like nooks and crannies are like very dark. Yeah. You know, you just kind of don't want to go near those, you know, and just stay like where there's light and there's stay where there's people. Yeah. You know, there's, is that kind of park. Yeah. Um, and whoever lives in LA and like has been there and definitely knows what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. But yeah, don't go to Griffith Park. <laughs> That's scary. Not now. Traumatizing. I know. Another celebrity controversy. Thanks, Franco, dude. I know. He's being he's coming out of the woodwork now. 
He's being cast and things. Are we going to accept him? I don't know. I feel really yeah. weird. He seems like a pedo. I know. Very creepy. I always knew he was going to come back because, come on, the guy won a Golden Globe for Room, right? Yeah. So I feel like he always he was on the precipice of like something huge and then yeah. all these allegations happen. Yeah. So I feel like in the back of his head, he's like, wait, I, I, I do have talent, you know? Yeah. Well, he, I think he was also nominated for an Oscar for 127 True. hours. Yeah. True. Yeah. That was a good movie. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess he did his time, his due diligence. He was in hiding for a little bit, was on the lowdown. But do you think somebody helped, somebody helped him get that part? Because when you think of Fidel Castro, he's a Cuban uh-huh. He's a Cuban um, dictator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when I think of somebody like that, like a character that way, I think of like someone should play, someone who's actually Cuban should play that. Yeah. You know, or some of Latino origin, you know? Not just some white guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing with Hollywood. There's always that um, that conflict of like, should we actually hire this person? Remember that one movie? Speaking on it, I'm like segueing. Remember that one movie? Um, I think it was like Aloha with like Emma Stone and like Bradley Cooper. And in that movie, Emma Stone plays like a supposed um Asian person. Dude, she's white. What? Yeah, I, she plays an Asian person. Yeah. Hold on. I think it was called like Aloha or something like that. <laughs> So she looks, I'm looking at photos of Aloha and she doesn't fit the Asian aesthetic on the photo. Yeah, it was a huge controversy and stuff like that. It's just like, and then. That is uh, weird. Yeah. Super weird. Um, well, and you were also talking about how you saw a bullet train. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I, so watching Bullet Train, it's a great, it's a really fun movie. It's not a deep, like, Oscar winning movie. It's just like a really fun movie to watch. But I think what kind of like didn't sit well with me was Bad Bunny is part of the cast. So he's a reggaeton artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's Puerto Rican and he's playing this Mexican character. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, come on. You know, like we all know Bad Bunny is pretty famous. He's famous enough for everybody to know he's Puerto Rican and he sings reggaeton. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, why not just cast someone Mexican? Him, you know? Yeah. But who's like a Mexican reggaeton or. Okay. Is it, we don't have, they don't have to be reggaeton. I thought about like Gael Garcia Bernal. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or like the other guy um, who did Narcos. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Okay. That he could be one. Is he Mexican? Pascal. I think so. Yeah. Or Latino, yeah, you know. Oh, Bad Bunny's also Latino, but yeah. I mean, if it's if it's the Mexican, he should be like. I mean, even th- that one guy, that one um, guy, uh, Machete. You know Machete? No. Machete, dude. No. Do you know who Robert Rodriguez is? Yes. Okay, he's he's uh, created that movie. He directed that. Movie. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All those like fun type of planet terror movies. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Like B movie kind of yeah 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 so that Mexican guy you know that one guy no fuck um Danny Trejo oh Danny Trejo yeah. oh he would have been good for that oh yeah the Mexican right like exactly staple exactly staple that Mexican <laughs> so yeah so like just cast somebody I'm sure there's a bunch of Mexican actors out there and a bunch of Cuban actors out there that could like take 
these roles, you know, and do so much better. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Mexican Latino people getting roles, um, Jenna Ortega is Wednesday Adams. I know. I saw the images. Yeah. It actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, and she looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm really buying her as like the somber little teenager, mm-hmm. you know? So I can't wait to see that. And Catherine instead of Jones. You know, it's funny. Speaking of Mexican, um, there's somebody on TikTok who's like, how long did it take you to figure out that Catherine Zeno-Jones has no ounce of like Hispanic or Latino heritage, but she looks like a Latina? She does. I know, but yeah. she's just, I think she's just white or I don't know, but not that. Isn't she British? I feel like. Yeah, she's British. She's British. Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard her talk with an accent. Like, oh, yeah. And I think she's still married to Michael Douglas. She is. Yeah. That is crazy. That's well, love. That yeah. has to be love. Yeah. And there's like, what, a 20, 30 year difference? That's insane. Yeah. Well, he's going to die soon. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I think he's in his like, late 70s or 80s. She's like, every time he coughs, she's like, right now. Right now, <laughs> it's gonna happen right now. But she looks good as Morticia. She looks great. Like, yeah. yeah. And then who? Uh, who's that one guy that's playing Gomez? Oh yeah, he's a Mexican guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other Mexican guy. Hold on. The other staple Mexican dude. He is a staple Mexican guy because yeah. you never really see him in actual roles. Yeah. Like always cameos. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Actually, there's there's news too. I saw on TikTok that supposedly Uncle Fester could be, you know, who? Who? I didn't see that. Guess. Uncle Fester. Who? I guess. Tim a- Burton. <gasps> what Johnny Depp? Yes. Oh shit. And like he likes to play weird characters like that. Yeah. So it, this TikTok video said, don't be surprised if you see Johnny Depp as un- Uncle Fester. That would be cool. But haven't they already finished it? Aren't they done? Yeah, but they haven't showed Uncle Fester. Sir, uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, maybe. Maybe, but Johnny Depp is coming back. He's getting, like, there's been news of him, you know, right. getting big roles again and stuff. Isn't he directing something with Al Pacino or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, direct, he's directing something. That's really cool. Yeah. So the Mexican guy that plays Gomez Adams is Luis Guzman. Oh, yes. And Christina Ricci's there, too. Who does she play? I don't know. A mentor? A mentor. <laughs> yeah. Aw, our family. Love it. Why is it that always Hollywood is always romanticizing or bringing back the past? Like, when are always. we going to, like... When is it when I'm going to be, like, 60 years old that I lived during this time that someone was super big and then they keep on making biopics of? Who was that today? Who was that? That's a good question, dude. Because I... Yeah. We have the Elvis movie. We have Marilyn Monroe still, you know, coming out. Like, who, who's that for us today? No one. Well, because there isn't people like that today, you know? Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of trash out there. I mean, that's why the 90s are still so big, because that was, like, the time where we didn't really have cell phones, you know? Yeah, that's Our true. imaginations were still kind of out there and going, you know? There was the era of innocence around that time. I think it's gener- yeah, you're right, de- generational thing and like the yeah. um, expanse of technology that just ruins everything. It does. Yeah. It just ruins everything. Ruins the magic of certain people and like their actual talent. Right. I know. Damn. I miss the nineties. I was a baby. I was a baby. <laughs> so that's Adam's family, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, when is it coming out again? Uh, I have to double check. It's called Wednesday, right? It's called Wednesday, yes. Oh, it's coming. It's a TV series coming out on Netflix. What? 
It says this year. So hopefully like later this year. Okay. Maybe in the fall. Mm-hmm. Nice. We'll be looking forward to that one. Um, dude, I watched this horror movie called The Watcher. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, it's kind of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dollar on Apple uh, Apple TV. But it's kind of a slow burn because it's called The Watcher for a certain reason. Because there's somebody watching this girl, but she feels like she feels like she's being watched, but she tells everybody around her, not everybody around her, she tells her boyfriend who's with her on this trip. But he's on this, she's on this trip with him because it's for work for him. Mm-hmm. So she feels alone in this, like, I think it's somewhere in Europe. Uh-huh. But she's feel she feels watched. So there's a scene, dude, in this movie where to me that's kind of always been my fear too like people watching me uh-huh. like from afar you know right because it's, it's just so creepy yeah. like people watching your steps and like where you work and whatever uh-huh. but it's always also a feeling right like why why am i feeling watched so that feeling to me is very creepy because it's like it's it's just like people are gonna know where i live and you know it's like i'm not always around a lot of people so it's always I, i'm relatively by myself all the time right but i never feel lonely either you know i'm always busy going to work going so you wouldn't notice it if someone exactly exactly but in this in this uh film like she she feels watched and she opens of course they live in this beautiful apartment in paris and then she opens her blinds like real like it has this huge window Mm-hmm. And then through the window, they have there's all these windows across from her, like a building, and she sees like all these different people like living going about their lives. But then she goes looks on top, and then she sees like a foggy window, and she sees like an image of a person, uh-huh. just like watching her. Not a full image of the actual features of a person, just like the the shape of a person, like a shadow. Uh-huh. And then she goes, I think it's all in my head. Let me wave at him, and if he waves back, that means he's watching me. If not, then it's just all in my head. Right. And she waves. And then for a minute, she sends her for like a whole minute. And then she's like, oh, yeah, it's all in my head. Then she starts to turn. And that's when he starts doing this. So that part right there, it's just so creepy. But the way it ends, it's it's it has a crazy turn at the end, like a really like it's insane. Is this like a newer movie or was it like it's newer? newer? It's called Watcher. Wait, wait, who's in it? Uh, it's not a lot of like well-known actors actually it's like this blonde girl like a b-movie kind of deal it's not a b-movie it's actually a really good movie it's i I would give it five stars let's see oh carl gluss glussman is in it that's a zoe kravitz's ex-husband oh really interesting okay i'm kind of intrigued and it just came out? Yeah. Oh, dang. Wait, really, don't tell me the end then. No, I'm not going to tell you the end. It's really creepy, the end. But it's it's satisfying, too. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I want to tell you so bad because it's so good, but I'm not going to tell you. Now, now I'm interested, actually, to watch this. You should see it. Um, but yeah, that's a great movie. So whoever wants to look into a good horror movie, that's a great movie. Um Anything else that you've been watching? Yeah. So uh, I've been really getting into this one show on HBO called The Rehearsals from Nathan Fielder. I used to watch Nathan for you. Um, He's just like really this weird, awkward, like deadpan kind of guy, kind of humor. Yeah. So it's like a satire documentary of people who have like, he like, and like finds these really weird and like abstract people, like not anybody who's like normal, quote unquote. Yeah. But 
So he like goes and asks people, hey, what, what are you struggling with? What can I help? And so if it's like an awkward situation or a life event, he like plans out every single variation detail and you rehearse it before it actually happens. So the meat of this, this season right now is this woman who's like in her early 40s. She's like, oh, maybe I should have children, but I don't know. So they do this whole scenario of like her dream life. Like they rent out a nice house in Portland, Oregon, rural Portland, Oregon. Um, so they they start like it's a two month like social experiment from like infancy to like 18 years old. So she's living in this house and every few weeks they change up the, the child actor to grow so she can make a decision at the end if she wants to have a kid. It's just like, wow. Su- yeah. And it's super weird and quirky because Nathan Fielder, he's like, um, they only can have the kids for certain times because of legal reasons. But like when it, the baby was a baby, um, they would switch out the actor and put a fake robot baby. And so they would have a guy watching cameras. All, it's super creepy though. And like pushing the button like to make the baby cry and like do this. Oh my do God. That. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And then Nathan, he's like, maybe I want a kid. And so he goes and does it with the woman. And, um, but he also has the show to take care of. So there's this one part where he leaves the house. He goes, does like another segment of his show. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and the kid's already like 16 years old. Oh, and he's shit. like, hey, dad, where have you been? And he was only gone for like a weekend. And like, oh my because, God, you know, yeah. the, the kid's like growing. Right. And so Nathan's like, yeah, we got to make this real. Like, do you have resentment towards me? You got to play it real. It's just right. like, it's a really interesting social experiment. That's interesting. But then again, that's really useful, like in life, you know, yeah. somebody who prepares you for like big events that you're not, you're very unsure of. You yeah. Know? I would love to have somebody like that in my life. Yeah. He, it's just like his sense of humor is like very niche. It's just like so awkward and like yeah. methodical. And, like So ugh. it's more dark comedy then. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a very strange comedy. Okay, cool. It, yeah. It's, it's a great show. I think that's one of the best shows this year right now. Oh, wow. Well, TV is always great, but yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting. I'm going to look into that. HBO, right? Yeah, HBO. Oh, cool. I'm going to look into that for sure. Have you watched Reservation Dogs? No, I have not. I've heard it's actually about really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's more about like, well, I think what makes it stand alone, this series is because it's, it's about like the reservation in Oklahoma, like all the, the like the Indian people, uh-huh. you know? So I never seen that before on a series and it tells you the stories of like their struggle, you know, and it's based more on like these, like these kids navigating through life and whatnot. Yeah. And it's a lot of comedy. It's funny as well. Funny characters in there, but it's, it's really interesting. Like the way they like process life being like living in this reservation and some of them like get tired of living there and they want to venture out, you know, but it's really interesting. Like it has, it has a good storyline. I think Taika Waititi. (gasps) Oh yeah. He's director. Oh really? Yeah. He's, he's, He's definitely on it, but he's not in it, but he's, involved he's involved yeah yeah. oh interesting yeah it's a good show and then uh you saw elvis recently right yes i did you didn't really tell me what you thought of it okay austin butler dude first of all like i i remember like putting that story on instagram like anybody like interested in this Elvis as Austin Butler as Elvis. And I I think one of the options of the the story was like, who is this? Like, yes. Or who is this? And like most of the people hit, who is this? Yeah. They don't know who he is. (laughs) Cause that's how I was too. I was like, 
come on, they're going to cast a nobody yeah. to play like the king. Yeah. You know, that was my thought too. Uh-huh. But dude, lo and behold, this guy really nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like in every stage too of Elvis, like young and even towards the, like the older age. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah, dang it. It's so really good. It. The only thing though, my only issue with it is the cast, the casting of Priscilla Presley. Who was it? I don't even know who it was. Just some random? Some random. Oh, wow. And for me, I, I don't think she was a random, you know? Like, she she was part of pop culture. Yeah. You know? And she was... I think she was more polarizing than this character they cast, you know? Yeah. And the makeup, they, it was just too much too much to a T where, like, they wanted, like, the eyeliner and, like, the puffy hair. It was just too costumey. Yeah. You know? It so, took you out of the story. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to see someone a little bit more... You know, a little bit more range, you yeah. know, so, and especially because Priscilla Presley, you know, like, yeah, icon. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just, that's the only thing that I was like, damn it, they missed a mark on that one. But Elvis, Austin Butler, dude, like to understand that the casting audition was between Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, really? Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's the guy uh, from Maverick, a Top Gun, the young guy? Uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Uh huh. Um, somebody else totally forgot, and Austin Butler. Uh huh. But it was it was those three that I remember. Well, I think well, Aaron Taylor Johnson had like you have to have sex appeal. That was the whole thing about Elvis. Right. That's what made him like go right. to jail. I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for swinging his hips and being right. sexy. So Aaron Taylor Johnson, yes, I can see that, but I think he's just too much of a pretty boy. Too much. much. Like too much of like like a baby face a little bit. Too much. Yeah. Even though Austin Butler is too, but he's more of like, it's like different. Like, I, I think they, they made the right choice. I think so too. And the face, dude, like yeah. his features, so good. Like yeah. his accent, everything was great. He still has the accent to this day in his interviews. Yeah, I heard that it was hard for him to shake off. Yeah, because he, he, well, I think it got postponed because of COVID and stuff like that. Oh, got it. Yeah. So he was like living as Elvis essentially for like two years or something, two or three years. Right. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's dedication though. I know. But to come off, like, I don't remember him being anything memorable before this movie. Yeah. And I think you told me he was just, like, a Nickelodeon kid or something. Nickelodeon and Disney. I think he, like, guest starred in some episodes, Damn. like, Hannah, Hannah Montana. And From like that, that to this? Yeah. That's insane. That's, I know. That's major. I, I wonder what's going to happen after this. I know. Like, what's his next nah, that's step? that's it. He's like, he's done. <laughs> done, guys. Like, um, I did the, the biopic. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And what I also really enjoyed about the movie is that it really shows you his musical influences. Mm. And they show a lot of, like, that he was, he grew up in this, like, black community. Yeah. So it shows you, like, how he really, like, enjoyed gospel. Yeah. And all of, like, jazz. And, like, that's how, that was, those were her, his influences. And I love how they showed that. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people don't know that you know yeah yeah a lot of people yeah. just overlook and they just think they just remember him from being the king just like vegas right. and like whatever yeah. and we all know he had a sad death too so yeah it, on the toilet yeah isn't that crazy did, did i actually show it on the toilet i don't want to tell you i'm not gonna tell you anything about the end but it's a great movie you should watch it it doesn't even feel like two hours it was just it was oh that it just good. flies by yeah it was okay. that good. <sighs> i gotta see it yeah it's really this good. weekend you should yeah but speaking of elvis did you ever watch that you're not from a living color days huh living color days a living color it no. was like a skit show no. like snl no oh my god you're oh my god well this- you're like 40 so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry yes but i know my shit dude okay okay but there was a skit. There was this like it's 
like Mad TV and SNL. Oh, I know Mad TV. But before before Mad TV, okay. there was this like this show called In Living Color, and it was hosted by the da- the Damon Wayans brothers. Oh, okay. The Wayans brothers. Uh-huh. And one of the flag girls was like J Lo back in the day. Uh-huh. Anyway, so within this like um, group of com- comedians, Jim Carrey was one of the was in the cast. That's uh-huh. how he started. Uh-huh. And so he would do like these hilarious skits. Like to this day, they're the funniest. But one of the skits was like. He was, he played a newscaster um, and he would be, you know, how newscasters exaggerate when there's like, like crazy weather. Yeah. And like they run like, oh my God, you know? So, yeah. so he was like, there was a skit where he was on a mission to spot that he spotted Elvis. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that Eric Andre thing where he would go out and like go to random places and talk to people. And okay. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of like that. But this was like really funny because uh, um, they really put in all the elements of like a tough weather. And then all of a sudden you see like this really huge fat obese person come out of the cabin and yeah. like oh, we see Elvis guys and it was just like so <laughs> hilarious yeah. let's get him let's yeah get yeah so if if you guys have ex- access to YouTube which everybody has but you guys should google um uh Jim Carrey SNL skit Elvis hilarious dude whenever you have time you should see it oh, yeah. so good but yeah um that was great but yeah Elvis I really recommend it uh, great movie. Um, the Army Hammer documentary that's going to come out. Really weird. That is weird. Who's like producing that or who like... I don't know. I, I don't really know much about it. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the um, documentary is called. Is it like... But didn't it show also like... Doesn't it expose like the text messages and stuff? <gasps> yeah. yeah. And how he's like, I'm an actual... Oh, it's called House of hammer and it's on discovery plus okay um yeah well i follow one of the girls that like had a relationship with army hammer and it's called house of effie i think i mentioned it before yeah. on the podcast she always like pulls up like random like text messages that she's had with him or dms and like how crazy he is and like it's insane how just for being a mediocre white guy, how he went just under the radar for so long. Right. Until like recently. Right. All these guys. I know. It's like they all have an issue, right? Yeah. Like they just can't be like normal. Well, I recently watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, F- Filthy Rich. And like this guy was just fucking sick. And also his partner, the um, his girlfriend at the time, I forgot her, how to say her name. Um, yeah, she was in on it too. Like she would actually participate with him because like he would lure oh. this girl. Do you know the story? Uh, Max, uh, Maxine or something like that. G- Gisling or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mac, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. And um, so he had like this uh, mansion in uh, Florida and he would lure girls into their like, hey, you want to make some money for the summer? We can get you a massage certificate. We, we have, you know, this famous client. You can massage him. And then he would just like turn over and like, bam. Like, right? I did see that. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And dude, when I was watching this, there was like hundreds all over the world and his island. And it's like, when do, who has the fucking time? Yeah. That's like hundreds of women like jerking you off and you like raping them and shit. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand either. And he was like really with powerful people, right? Yeah. Like, like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. Yeah. And not just like Bill Clinton and stuff, but all of a sudden, like he knew like a lot of people in the music industry and like, mm-hmm. like he, the guy was connected as fuck. Yeah, ever like seriously, it's so gross how like yeah. the entertainment and like yeah, is. I know, so gross. And well, in uh, big time New York, like finance, because he was a finance guy. 
Oh, he yeah. basically was like a talented Mr. Ripley. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. So he lied his way to get to the top. Pretty much. He lied on all of his resumes. What the fuck? Yeah. He's scary. Well, and then supposedly he's killed himself, but we don't know. You think it's fake? Well, there's a conspiracy out there that like he's still alive. He just faked his death. That is kind of true. Because like, why would he kill himself? So he he killed himself in lockup, and it's like very guarded. Like they make sure you don't do that before you get you know your sentence. Right. Right. You're right. Because he's so connected, and like he had so much power. Yeah. So it makes you think that he didn't just like tell somebody just say I'm dead. You know, I'll give you this much money. Yeah. Take whatever you want. Let me live my life alone in the Alaskan mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know. So freaky. Right. It's kind of like Staircase. Have you seen Staircase? Uh, I think we talked about it before, but uh, I never finished it because the show was really boring. Not the show. Not the series. I didn't watch the documentary. Documentary is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, how did she die then? Did he do it? Towards the end, this guy keeps his innocence, dude. It's so scary. He's like, no, like I loved Kathleen. She was love my life. Uh-huh. And like he's like, he's an author and stuff. Of yeah. course, and he wrote a book and he can't keep the money because he's still like on probation or whatever, but he's yeah. free. And he is living somewhere in the mountains right now. So did he kill her? He's I think he fucking killed her, dude. Yeah. Because the person who like the coroner observed yeah. all the, the blood that was on the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And he's like, okay, these are splats here. So she was coughing here uh-huh. and the gashes from her head are not from stairs. And the spark of blood from the gashes hit all the way up to the ceiling. Yeah. How's that possible? Exactly. No uh-huh. broken bones. Yeah. So she had these gashes in her head, like straight, like yeah. lines, like uh-huh. about like five or four. So like a hatchet or something. Like a hatchet. Like, yeah. But this guy maintains his innocence completely. And he hired a lawyer that costed him almost like a million bucks. Oh, wow. And this lawyer was so intriguing and so believable that even through like the middle of the documentary, I was like, he could be right. He, yeah. he was totally swaying me. I was like, oh, damn, like, this guy's good. So how, how did, so how did they, what did they say was the cause of death then? It's like. The cause of death, what they said was that she fell from the stairs. That's it? That's it. However. That's how the documentary closes. Me, I Googled it. Like, what was the real cause of death? Has, has there been any updates? You know what the update was? What? That she was going back to her house, like, because they were in a pool or whatever. So she went back to her house. Uh-huh. She was attacked by an owl. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how she started bleeding. And then she walked. She couldn't make it, like, all the way up the stairs. So she fell. So she fell walking up the stairs? Yeah, so she was about to walk up the stairs, but she couldn't because she was bleeding so much from uh-huh. this owl. Uh-huh. And she just collapsed. Oh my God, that's bullshit. That is so bullshit. bullshit. Come on. Like, really? Uh, he did it. Up. He definitely did, did it. it. Yeah, oh my God. But throughout this court case, it came out that he was living a secret life, that he was gay, and he had all these, like, um, in his laptop, he had all these contacts of, like, guys that he'd meet up with. But then he said, like, oh, I had that relation- open relationship with Kathleen, and she knew that I liked guys. And that's what made my relationship with Kathleen a lot even more joyous because she understood, she understood what I was coming from. Uh, what? Interesting. Exactly. But also the kids, though, they show the kids and they're like, my dad would never do that. Uh-huh. My dad is, you know, he's, and they have a lot of respect for his dad, for the dad. And it almost like makes me think like, I wonder one of the kids did it. Like helped him? Like, yeah. Maybe something went down. Right. Because they show no remorse. 
It's just, it's just such a weird case, dude. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I, I binge watched that fucking documentary, like thinking like towards the end there was gonna be an answer. There wasn't. Wow. I know. So many things out there. So many fucking things. I think that's like the theme of this episode today. It's just like all these weird murder and suicide weird. incidences. Yeah. And like the underground life of like LA. I know. It's like almost like we're so desensitized mm-hmm. to normal life that mm-hmm. somehow people look for something different weird shit you know what i mean yeah like army hammer like people yeah. like that they don't they're it's like a normal type of relationship isn't enough for them like they have to like eat some fucking meat you know like get some of your leg meat some human the meat. breast meat. yes the breast meat. <laughs> you know it's just so weird it's like and it's always like these white guys though like i'm saying like mediocre white guys like six like successful or somewhat successful yeah they're just a fucking board and they have to like do something it's like but like i don't get it neither do i i don't get it neither do i weird yeah i don't get it but anyway i've been watching the resident evil series oh i heard it was trash yeah it's kind of trash but i'm just a sucker for zombies and vampires yeah you know and just i like to see like what kind of zombies are they gonna or vampires are gonna come up with next you know mm-hmm. like what kind of like mutants or whatnot and as far as like zombies it's pretty cool like yeah. the way they turn and stuff they're very twitchy and they're like scary very scary yeah and there's it's a really good storyline in there that i'm into all the other ones kind of suck, but this one's pretty good. Um, that one storyline, but it's not a great show. It's just like the monsters were cool. Yeah. Like I haven't seen like a good, like monster flick in a while. Like, you know, yeah. a new one, like in the theaters, like, I mean, they have like the remakes and like the continuation of like Halloween and scream and stuff like that. But I like, yeah, like, you know, are we always going to continue with the stories of like Frankenstein, Dracula? Is that, or are we going to like have a new thing? Like, when are we going to have a new thing? See, that's what I was telling you about. We should make one then. A new, <laughs> a new monster. Yeah. A new trope. Exactly. Ta- produced by. Me waking Erica. up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, toxic shock film coming soon, guys. Me t- trying to take a shit. <laughs> Die like Elvis. <laughs> And then I'm resurrected. The shitter. (laughs) Yeah, she died full of shit, dude. R.I.P. Pretty much. Oh, speaking of vampires, I watched Day Shift on Netflix with Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg. Oh, uh, I think I vaguely heard of that. Yeah, it's based in L.A. Uh It's based in the Valley. They filmed over there, and it's it's a fun movie. The vampires are crazy. Dave Franco's there. He's like um, uh, Jamie Foxx's assistant. Oh. Very dorky. Uh-huh. Like too dorky, like on the verge of corny. Like, okay. Like get out of here. Yeah. Know. But towards the end, it gets kind of funny because he, I don't want to give it away. Should I give it away? Whatever you want. You don't care about watching it, right? I haven't really heard of it, so. So Dave Franco turns into a vampire. So he gets all cool and stuff and like starts doing all these crazy like flips and stuff. And But he's on Jamie Foxx's side. Was, Jamie Foxx plays a vampire bounty hunter and he gets money off of like vampire teeth. Oh, wow. So it's like that kind of world. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And Snoop Dogg's like the main bounty hunter, uh-huh. which is funny. Like he shows up and he's like smoking. He's know? like Snoop Doggy Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> So it's pretty cool. It's it's a fun watch. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I watched like the new season of Never Have I Ever came out. I binged that. It's just like a corny little like high school uh, 
comedy that Mindy Kaling wrote. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's. I love Mindy Kaling. I know so cool. that's a that's a good show. I like that. Okay. It's just like so I was talking to my coworker about this. I'm like, have you seen it? Because I'm like, it seems like up your alley. She's like, I heard it's like a really weird sexualization of like girls in high school, but it's like you don't. See, it's nothing graphic. It's all like talk. Uh, and it's like I don't ever remember being in high school and being like that horny or whatever. Like the way they talk. It's I just, know. I I see people, I see like shows like that too, and I'm like, whoa. Like even Euphoria. Yeah. Like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As far as like insecurities and all that, for sure. Yeah. But as far as like being super sexually active like that, or well, just like horny in general, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I was just like. Well, I had friends that were like a lot, and I was like, "What?" Like that's yeah. weird. Like I had a friend that every time I see her, she'd have like different hickey when, <gasps> when hickeys were a thing. Oh my god! Yeah, that was like, like totally taboo. <laughs> she'd, she'd, uh, yeah, she'd be like all bruised up one day, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, did she, did she fall? And she'd be like, "Look, this is where he bit me, and he bit me here." And I, I used to think like, "What?" Like that's so weird. Like, I, 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 yeah, because my brain wasn't there. Like I was still like in like I don't know fantasy world with like music and you know just like into uh, my own little world i didn't care yeah. about boys you know yeah you're just like oh whatever i like yeah so but yeah i totally understand when i see shows like that now i'm just like whoa like that's like being that sexually active to that certain point like of, yeah of like i don't know what like weirdness like i don't it's like a weird concept to me because they were in high school like i don't know it's just yeah. it's just weird to me well i was like a fucking virgin like a prude but <laughs> oh my God, I laugh so um but yeah it's just like it's a good show it's an easy watch it's just like silly like yeah like it's funny i love easy watches like that uh, yeah you like will totally binge the whole series in like a couple hours i'm gonna see it um and then I'm still trucking along in Better Call Saul. Did it just end? It end, dude. No, I didn't. This I didn't, Monday. I didn't, this fin- Monday. I didn't finish it yet. I, I Where are you at? I'm on season uh, five? Six? Five. Oh, Six is the last one, right? Six is the last oh, so one. So yeah, I'm on season five. What episode? Eight? Oh, so you're almost there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm catching yeah. up. I'm almost there. Oh my God, it was so sad. Where- I watched Talking Saul after too. Oh, okay. I wanted to see like you know their was thoughts that? and whatnot. Do they do they bring up how he had the heart attack? Yes, they did, but I want to give it away <gasps> because it's actually pretty interesting. <gasps> and I don't have the words to say it, you know, like detail by detail. But it's just like really sweet, like the way he worded it and stuff, like what happened. And uh-huh. he's just like really humble, like he's very thankful for the opportunity. And yeah, he, this is why he was trying to make it meet because Saul Goodman was like part of him. Yeah, you know, yeah, like he grew, like almost like he grew up with his character. Yeah, that's made of who he was. Like, yeah, that's how people like he had a show. Like I think it was like Mr. Show or something or Mr. Right back in the nineties. Yeah, but this is really who made Bob Odenkirk. Right, you know? exactly. But yeah, the the last episode was was a little anticlimactic for me though. Don't say it. I know, ah! but but it's great. It's great. Um, so wait, did you tell your husband what we talked about last time? How I said he could. Yes. What did he say? He heard it. I didn't tell him, but he just heard it. He's like, I heard my shot out. <laughs> He's like, always kind of thought that too. I think it's a nose. So I was like. Chill out, dude. Calm <laughs> down. Bring down your ego for a minute. I know. Take it down a lot. Your ego is not your amigo. Your, oh my god. <laughs> I know. Somebody told me that today. And I was like, really? Oh, that's fucking cheesy. Yeah. I'm gonna start saying that now. Your ego is not, not your, your amigo. amigo. <laughs> but anyway, I like 
So Saul Goodman, right? So going back to Saul, to better call Saul. It's funny how his name is his name happened on a play of words. Yeah. You know, like it's all good, man. Yeah. It's all good. You know? Yeah. So that was like his thing. But damn, it's a, it's a great series, dude. Like like series shows like that are hard to like find, you know? Like well, I wonder, because the creator's very like it's all about the details. That's yeah. That's what really makes a good story and not just like obvious details it's about like really like mystery to the details of that right makes sense. exactly like you gotta have like you gotta actually think yeah you can't just like mindlessly watch whatever right and i think well i think a lot of people have watched better call Saul because they the fact of like breaking bad you know like that impact in their lives you know it's like yeah. i want more of this story thread yeah you know so that was like really cool for me to see brian craston and aaron paul coming back yeah there was like a rumor not a rumor actually there was like a lot of like on twitter a lot of like opinions like i don't know why they didn't um make them look younger as they were because um, they, they showed up they look as who they are now yeah, yeah. but i didn't that didn't bother me I think it, it, it would have, like, really taken you out of the story if they made him look younger. Exactly. Have you have you seen that one movie, The Irishman? Yes. And how they made, like, Al Pacino look younger and yes. all that. I'm like, dude, that was horrible. Yeah, why would you want that? Well, I get it for whatever. But, like, no. That's shitty. Just keep it authentic to who they that are. That was crazy, though, the way they did that. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Is that the first time they ever do that? Did that in a movie? I think so. No, they use that same like technology with like um, in Star Wars when they uh, added Princess Leia to um, Rogue One. So they okay. like, or and also um, Luke Skywalker to The Mandalorian. So they got like an actor who's like the same body shape and stuff, and then they like put the face on it, but it looks really like legit. Oh wow! Yeah, like, okay. So they used to use that technique. Yeah, like the well. CGI, but they like it's super advanced. Got it. Yeah, I liked Irishman. Did you see it? I watched a little bit of it and then I was like, yeah. I liked it. I liked it because my dad liked it too. He's a big fan of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Just like a bonding moment with your dad. Yeah. Yeah, dad. <laughs> well, even now, like I see him and he tells me like, I'm going to go paint houses. And that's the thing in that movie. Yeah. Because you know how Robert De Niro is like, I'm going to go paint a house and then yeah. he kills somebody yeah. or something like that. Anyway, fun fact. Well, so your dad's actually doing that. He's like, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> You like never. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. Whatever makes him happy at this age, for real. Um, but yeah, I think that sums it up pretty much. We got into some deep topics. We did. But let's. Um, I wanted to actually talk about uh, Bates Motel because we've never mentioned that series, and that series is really good. I think we have, but very vaguely. We have, right? I think so. Because I saw Vera Farmiga, uh-huh. the one who plays a mom. Yeah, yeah. I saw her in a new series on Apple TV. Uh, she's like a nurse. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it because of her. Oh, it's coming out pretty soon? It's there. It's already up there. Uh, What's the show? It's streaming. It's on Apple TV. Uh, it's called Oh Five Days at Memorial. Interesting. Doctors and nurses at the intensive care unit of a New Orleans hospital struggle with treating patients during Hurricane Katrina when the facility is without power for five days. Oh, damn. Hey, Robert Pine. And I met him. Oh my gosh, so true. Sorry, it's like, I can't really talk about it, but I met him. Which was Chris Pine's dad. Dad, yeah. Oh, interesting. Very nice. He drives a Prius. (laughs) So next time you see him, you could be like, oh, I saw you at Five Days at Memorial. You're great. I know, right? 
if you see it. But yeah, that's that's my next watch on my list. I really am a fan of her. But I want to talk about Bates Motel because since we're wrapping up season one of Toxic Shock, uh-huh. which has been kind of a whirlwind because if you think about it, we've already done this for... We started this, what? Like a year ago? A year ago. ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's been now... Yeah, it's 13 episodes in. 13 episodes in and even though we're not super freaking consistent, we're still here and yeah. We'll start we are still sharing our thoughts and I think that um within that time I wanted to always talk about my shows that I really like have hit home for me without within my growing span, you know, uh-huh. like those that stayed recorded in your brain. Right. And one of those is Bates Motel. Uh-huh. Um with uh Freddie Highmore. Exactly. Yeah. With him. And I just think it was so neatly done. The love story between his mother and the cop is so sad. You've seen Bates Motel, right? Uh, first season only. <gasps> oh my God. God. You're like saying this poetry. We're not meant to be. I know. You were like reciting this. And I was like, I just crushed your dream. Okay. So you need to watch this before oh. you die, dude. Okay. Well, okay. I have some time. <laughs> Do you though? Just I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, you do. However, you need to watch this series because it's it's so creepy and it's it's like romantically creepy. Yeah. Because the way he's so infatuated with his mother. Does it does it ever get physical? No, with him and his mom, no. Oh, okay. With him and other people that he, you know, uh-huh. murders, yes. But in, in a weird way where, like, he fantasizes about women and he wonders what, like, they wear. It's just so good. Like, this guy, Freddy, he uh-huh. plays this character, like, to a T, like, so creepy and so nerdy and so innocent. Yeah. At the same time, like, you feel so bad for him because he's going through all these mental issues and struggles. Yeah. You know, so it's when a TV show or a film has a bad or a villain, a bad guy or a villain, and yeah. they it makes you feel sorry for them. Like, to me, that's a home run. Yeah. You know? They're doing something. Exactly. Yeah. Like they, More uh, depth to it. Yeah, yeah, like Walter White, Breaking Bad, you know, like, yeah. you're reading for him the whole time. Well, yeah. yeah. You know what? I never really saw Walter White as a bad guy. Yeah. I never saw Thank you. Yeah. I always say that, and they're like, why? Like, you did all this shit. Yeah. And I'm like, well... <laughs> he was a science teacher, dude. He was dying yeah. of cancer. Even though he said, like, I'm doing this for my family, I still kind of believe it, even though he's like, well, actually, I did this for selfish re- reasons. But it's like, fuck it. He was dying of cancer. I know. Yeah. I'd probably do the same thing, dude. Honestly, like, like if, if I was diagnosed with cancer, I'd probably be like, I'm going to go click some math. And I'm um, make some money. Yeah. Make some money. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is life at this point? You know? Who cares? Yeah. Anarchy, baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. definitely a lot. It's on my list. Base Motani. I, I did watch season one when it first came out and then never got back to it. Oh, wow, you need to watch it. It's so good. At least, like, make it your Halloween watch or okay. something creepy. Yes. Yeah. It's I think really that's good. a good Halloween watch. Yeah. The thing about me, though, that you already know is when people tell me to watch stuff and, like, give me, like, things to read and whatnot, I still need to give you back your book. <laughs> I saw it. Oh, yeah. Um, I just never do it. I have to do it on my own terms. I just, that is my flaw. Well, one of my many, but well, that's a lot with a lot of people, though, too. I know. It's yeah. just, uh, it's like you're into what you're into. And, yeah. You know, you'll get to it when, when you, you get to, when you it. Get to yeah. it. Yeah. But um, in 
and the whole like scenario that I was in with toxic shock uh-huh. and like continue like building this little podcast here, which is very much a homemade podcast. You know, we don't have like a studio or anything like that. Yeah. Yet, because I, I mean, all, we both have plans. You know, we both mm. say things, and we both we have a wish list, right? And we yeah. we eventually want to get there. And I have a lot of plans. Like I want to. Since like toxic shock is something that me and you built and we're building now, it's based, it's our thing, right? So we don't have a boss to like, you know, take orders from or it's something that it's very free freelance of us, right? We are our own boss. Exactly. However, so with that being said, um, I wanted to just kind of become a project where I want to, with this podcast, I want to like birth a lot of things, you know, like yeah. a cool photo shoot. You yeah. Know? Like we've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. Like a cool yeah. photo shoot. So, and you be the muse and even like a little short film, you know, there's so yeah. many things that we can do with our projects, creative things that maybe we have those ideas in our work and then those ideas are being turned down. So like, yeah. why, why, why throw that away? And when you can like harvest it here, you know? Right. So with you too, you know? Uh, so that's, that's our, that's where I want to go with a podcast. You know, that's our, our little like baby that we want to push out there. Yeah. And, uh, with your guys' help, thanks. Whoever's listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we just want this to grow and I like more participation and like, you know, I just want to see who else is out there instead of just like little like scam yeah. profiles or, you know, I just want to see where this can go because we have really potential here. Yeah. And you know, what's funny though, too, like I, I go to the little anchor app that we download our episodes to, and that's the app that populates over to iTunes and to Spotify. And I go over to analytics and it's just so neat to see um, people from like, even if it's like five or 1% listening yeah. <laughs> from all over the world. Yeah. That's, yeah. We're reaching someone out there. Like 1% in let's read off here, Australia, Hungary, Bulgaria, Philippines, South Africa, Chile, Greece, Colombia. Dude, 5% Germany, 10% 10 Canada. (laughs) Shout out Canada, 82% in the United States, of course. But it's just so trippy to me. Like somebody out there in Hungary or fucking Bulgaria has their little headphones on and it's listening to my voice right now, which is like so trippy. Yeah. You know, and it's probably taking notes from you. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch the show, you know? You know what? We're just here to talk about what we love and celebrity gossip. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's interesting. Exactly. So you from South Africa, Philippines, Chile, anywhere out there, if you want to reach out and, you know, give us some ideas, dude, go ahead. Um, just follow our little Instagram account at uh, Toxic Shock underscore. Underscore. It's at underscore Toxic Shock underscore. Underscore. Yeah. So underscore at underscore toxic shock underscore. So yeah. underscore beginning and at the end. Yes. Just send us a DM, you know, let us know how amazing and fabulous we are and <laughs> give us some ideas. Yeah. We just really want to make this grow and, you know, life happens, but we're trying to be more consistent. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. you guys. But I also know that with, with uh, projects like this and something that you want to see grow, I also know that um, it takes time. Yeah. You know, so I, it's something so neat to talk to 
a good friend about film and have people I listen and concur or not, whatever. It's just like fun and it's neat. And it's so cool that people out there like are registering, you know, so it's cool. So. Yeah. It's pretty neat to see that like, you know, the stats go up and like, yeah. listening and like people comment right. and like it, you know, put out a comment on Apple podcasts. You can write a review, just like tell us if we suck or if we're good. Yeah. It's okay. Care. Just yeah. welcome all criticisms here. And, um, but yeah, that's what I basically wanted to say. And thank you. And we want to have also special guests. We have a good friend that we mentioned that's just coming from Canada in October. Yes. So I do want to record with Anna. And you guys have heard that episode, the textile artist episode. I believe it's called, um, it is an episode called Costume Designs in Film uh, featuring textile artist Anna Pancheva. So if you guys want to give that a listen and follow up for our October episode. Uh, so we'll be in touch in September. We'll still upload stories and stuff. But for now, we're just going to take a little break and regroup and come back stronger. Yeah. I just really want to say I appreciate you, Virginia, for putting up with me. <laughs> It's hard, dude. No, I know, right? No, I appreciate you too for putting up with me. You know what? Yeah. It's like we're sisters. We bonded over this. You know, <laughs> there's tears, there's blood, there's laughter. This is what makes toxic, toxic shock. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I appreciate Eric. I met her in, at Nordstrom and it's funny because we're both not at Nordstrom anymore. Right. So it's like, it, I'm glad that I took a good friendship from there. Yeah, same. Yeah, and it's been consistent. Yeah, going on what two years? Yeah, <gasps> time flies. And you're younger than me. It's trippy that I would find somebody like younger than me that's my friend and into things that I'm not really into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're so we're we're so opposite, but then again, we do meet. In the we bond yeah. over this. We bond over like our obsession with pop culture, and right. I do love fashion as well, and like just being up to date with that and like right. entertainment. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And with that being said, we're going to take a little break uh, in September. However, if you guys want to hear more of me, <laughs> you guys could hear. Uh, I'm going to hopefully soon uh, release an episode for the fashion podcast that I have. And I have people that I want to interview, like my boss, which is really interesting. Uh -huh. She's really interesting. She's a riot. So to say the least. So... I'm hoping to release that in September-ish or so. Sounds I want good. something more in the fall, you know? More yeah. Crazy. Near your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, stay crispy. Stay crispy. And until next time, we love you so much. Gracias. It's toxic shock. Toxic oh, shock, bitches. Is.